Hello, and thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnet, Illinois. This is the sermon for June 9, 2019, the day of Pentecost. It is called, Who is the Holy Spirit? and is based on John, chapter 14, verses 23 through 31. It was preached by Pastor Mike Hannell. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and the actions of our lives be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Even though I went to the seminary and studied the languages, Greek and Hebrew, I don't generally like to use Greek and Hebrew words in my sermons. Uh, The reason is because unless you go out and learn Greek and Hebrew, you never really know for sure whether I'm telling the truth. I mean, am I really a trustworthy guy? Uh, You may have your doubts sometimes, right? He likes the cardinals after all, right? Today I'm going to break that rule, though. I'm going to talk about a Greek word, and the reason is because if you were studying the gospel reading today, um, and you opened up your Bible, and maybe your Bible was a different translation than what you heard today, it, it might have a different word, and you would get curious, and maybe you'd look up in another translation and find it's still a different word. And what's going on here? Well, I want to focus on this word that seems to change in every translation uh, so that you would understand why that word is different in so many different translations, uh, but also so that you can understand who the Holy Spirit is and how the Holy Spirit works. Because this particular word is a word that Jesus uses to call the Holy Spirit. In the translation, the NIV 1984, that's what's printed in our bulletins and on the screen, the word in question is counselor, okay? If you were to uh, open up one of the newer NIV translations that got revised, you wouldn't find the word counselor there anymore. Instead, the word is advocate. If you were to open up an ESV Bible, another common translation we would use, you wouldn't find either of those words. You'd find the word helper. And if you go back to your tried and true King James Version, none of those words appear. Instead, you have the word comforter. Now, this can be a little disconcerting. You might wonder, is is this a, a word that nobody really knows how it's supposed to be translated? Or is this one of those instances where, like, there was a hole in all of the manuscripts and we just, we don't know what that word was, and so people just are kind of filling in the blanks? Well, it really isn't either of those things. Instead, the problem is that the Greek word is so full of meaning that it can mean a lot of different things. But when you're a translator, you have to make a choice. You have to choose one word to translate that particular word with. You can't say this, 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 or that. And so every translator has to make a choice. And it just so happens that with this particular word, they make different choices. Why is that? Well, here's your Greek lesson. The word in question in Greek 
is parakletos. You might have heard this word. Sometimes in English we just say paraclete. And so that's the word in question here in Greek. Now, literally, this word means one who is called alongside another to help them. But boy, is that a mouthful to try to put in a translation. So the ESV translation, I think, has the most generic meaning of this word when it translates the Holy Spirit is the helper. The only problem is that's almost so generic, it's not very helpful. I mean, what does the Holy Spirit help me with? Does the Holy Spirit help me balance my checkbook? Because I need some help doing that sometimes. Does the Holy Spirit help me with meal planning? Because, boy, that's a chore. It's really neither of those things. It's something much more specific, isn't it? That's what the Holy Spirit helps us with, something more specific. See, one of the ways translators usually work is that there might be many different meanings possible for a particular word, but you use the context of that word to narrow it down. We have this in English. A word can mean many different things, but based on the context, you know what the particular meaning is. Well, in our gospel lesson today, I think all of the other translations besides the ESV are doing just this. They're trying to narrow down that translation. Okay, the Holy Spirit is the helper, but what does that help look like? How does the Holy Spirit help us? Our translation, this NIV 1984 that you heard earlier, uses the word counselor. And that really is a good translation. But you have to keep in mind the counselor, the, the, the shade of meaning here is not like a person that you would lie down in their office on the couch and, and talk about your feelings and that they would help you process those feelings. Think more kind of like the wise counselor, the guru, the guide, the one that leads you on the path, leads you in the truth. Contextually, this is what Jesus is talking about. He says that he is going to go away, but he will send the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will guide them, lead them in truth. The Holy Spirit will remind them of everything that Jesus has said and done. And that's exactly the kind of counselor the Holy Spirit is. On Pentecost, Peter didn't know what was going to happen. There was no game plan really laid out for him. It was just wait here for the Holy Spirit. And so Peter didn't plan out ahead of time the sermon that he would give, I don't think. But at the same time, when people started asking, what's going on here? I don't think Peter was really worried about what to say. Peter simply proclaimed the truth. 
He told people the truth about what he knew about Jesus. Because that's how the Holy Spirit, as that counselor, was leading and guiding him. To remind him of Jesus' words. To remind him of what Jesus had done. And to let people know that this was true for them as well. That's what the Holy Spirit still does in your lives, right? Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life. Apart from him, there is no truth. Apart from him, there is no life. And so the Holy Spirit works in you to lead and guide you in truth. Not in the wisdom from yourself. Not in the wisdom from other people. But the wisdom that comes from God. The wisdom drawn from God's word. Because that is the only truth that exists. And that's what the Holy Spirit does as he is the counselor to us. But as you think about that word counselor, you might think of another way that we use that word. If you watch a lot of uh, legal shows, courtroom dramas, you might know that lawyers are sometimes referred to by that word. They're called counselors. Because one of a lawyer's jobs is not simply to supply us with joke material, but to get to the truth. Above all things, a lawyer's job is to contend for the truth, that the truth would be made clear. And if they've done that, they've done their jobs. Well, the new NIV translation, I think, pushes us towards this type of nuance of that word, counselor, because it actually doesn't use the word counselor at all. It uses the word advocate. Kind of like a defense attorney. To to remind us that the Holy Spirit is not just the one that leads and guides us in truth, but the Holy Spirit actually defends us with truth. But you might be thinking, well, what does the Holy Spirit need to defend us from? The Holy Spirit defends us from and against Satan and his lies. Again, this fits contextually. See, Jesus says to his disciples, the prince of the world is coming, but he has no hold on me. See, Jesus is the innocent one. Jesus is the righteous one, the holy one, who is following his father's will, who is always obedient to his father. But you know what? That does not stop Satan from coming and attacking him, of filling his mind and his heart with his accusations, of trying to push him off course to follow a different path than his father's path. But Jesus, of course, remains obedient. The devil has no hold on him. But think about that. Jesus is the true Son of God, and Satan still attacks him confronts him. If Satan attacks Jesus, he's not going to let you off. In fact, he is going to attack you even more because he knows that you're a target that he can actually beat. And so we need the Holy Spirit. 
We need that advocate to work in our hearts to protect us from Satan's lies. Now, it's absolutely true that the Holy Spirit works in us to convict us of our sin. But the purpose for that conviction is to bring us to repentance, to bring us back to God, to bring us back to that message that we are forgiven. But when Satan attacks us, it is not for this purpose. Satan attacks us with lies. (laughs) He constantly tells us, that we're not good enough, that we have said too much, that we have done too much, that what we have said or done or thought makes us beyond forgiveness. God doesn't want you anymore. God doesn't forgive you anymore. God doesn't love you anymore. To these lies, the Holy Spirit, the Advocate, speaks the truth in our hearts and reminds us that we are forgiven, that Jesus died for sinners, that Jesus died for you and for me, and by the grace of God, by our faith in Jesus. It doesn't matter who you are. It does not matter what you have done Your slate is wiped clean. The Holy Spirit works in our baptism, in the words of absolution, in the Holy Supper, to assure us and remind us again and again and again, you are forgiven. Jesus' blood is shed for you. It washes you clean and cleanses you. It isn't just that God so loved the world. God so loved you that he sent Jesus to die for your sins. And as the Holy Spirit speaks that truth as the advocate, I think you can start to understand how the King James Version arrives at the translation that it comes up with that the Holy Spirit is the comforter. Because our comfort is found in that truth. Our comfort is found in that gospel message that God loves us, that Jesus died for us, that we are saved by faith in Him, not by our own works. Contextually, that translation, the Holy Spirit is the comforter, it fits It fits what Jesus is saying. For Jesus tells the disciples that he gives them his peace. The peace that Jesus gives is not a peace that the world can give. It is something wholly other. Often we think of peace as an emotion. As that feeling of maybe contentment or happiness. That's not the peace that Jesus is talking about. It's something bigger than that. The peace that Jesus gives is the cessation of all hostility. The peace that Jesus gives is the reconciliation that he has won for us. The reconciliation that we have with God and with one another. 
There is peace in our relationships, a peace that covers the sin that we know so well. The Holy Spirit works in us to speak this comfort, to remind us of God's baptismal promises to us. We are those forgiven children of God. See, the world, it gives trouble. It always gives us trouble. The world with its sin will not sow peace in our hearts. Instead, the world sows things like stress, anxiety, fear, doubts, hatred. Against these, the Holy Spirit The Comforter gives us the peace of God, the peace of Christ, the peace which surpasses all understanding, the peace that comes from the cross as a gift, a gift of priceless treasure. Put all of those words together. The Holy Spirit is the helper, the counselor, the advocate, the comforter. It's not so much that one of these translations is right and one of them is wrong. It isn't even so much that one is better than the other. It's that the context is loaded with so much information about who the Holy Spirit is, about how the Holy Spirit works, that one word can't possibly express the fullness of what the Holy Spirit does. And yet taken together, all of these words come together in this harmonious unity. Because together, the Holy Spirit is really doing one thing. The Holy Spirit is always bringing us to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is bringing us together as the body of Christ, bringing us together as the church to hear Jesus' words, to receive Jesus' gifts. That's what happened on Pentecost some 2,000 years ago. That's what still is happening on Pentecost today. Because that's who the Holy Spirit is and how the Holy Spirit works. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and risen Savior. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and clicking the sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.